everyone and welcome back to Love Yours Podcast. It is your host, Aurora Tracy, and I'm so happy to be hanging with you guys again this week. So, a lot of changes have been going on in my life, honestly, for the better, but I'm realizing I'm having kind of a hard time believing that I'm ready to, you know, receive these things, that I do deserve these things, and really believing that I'm (laughs) that I can accept them and like what the heck is that so I figured what better topic to cover today than imposter syndrome and believing in ourselves because I know it's something that not only I struggle with I know a lot of people in my inner circle that can struggle with that too especially the women out there I think it's pretty common um and so yeah but before we get into that first you know what the deal is our check-in and weekly catch-up so holy crap it's July, but not only is it July, it's already past July 4th. <laughs> so I hope everyone had a really awesome July 4th, wherever you were. For me, it was really relaxing, honestly. The weather here, though, in New York has been a mix of, like, humid and crappy and, like, sometimes sunny and warm, but also it was, like, ridiculously hot. I think the temperature felt, like, over 100 degrees, I'm pretty sure, at one point in the day. But regardless, I just took the time to, you know, get outside, get some fresh air outside of the city. It was really, really nice and recharging. Um, So that's been great. Next, I realized that my siblings, my two immediate siblings that I lived with, are growing up so fast. Honestly, even my other siblings at my stepmom's house, too. So I have Emma and Sydney and Brooke. Brooke is now going to be a freshman in high school. Remington, my youngest brother, is going into first grade. Excuse me, he is still two. Two years old, in my mind. I don't know how that has happened. (laughs) Times like these where I realize, you know, I do feel bad for not living at home and living so far away because I feel like I miss a lot of these important moments or all of a sudden, you know, they go from being two years old to going to first grade. Or my sister Sydney graduates high school and now she's 18 and is going to college and I'm sorry you're still seven in my head but (laughs) whatever that's life and I'm accepting it and I'm just honestly trying to make a point to go visit home more um it's funny I feel like the first few years after college I was like oh I need to be on my own I need to build my own life and like that was fun and I feel like you know people have to go through that but now I'm missing home more and I love going to visit I went there for my sister's graduation like I mentioned before in another episode and it was honestly just the best time it was so recharging I needed it I loved everyone so much but besides that and other news since I can't travel out of the country this summer because of um, my new job that I got a few months ago I am focusing on making an effort to spend more time with friends and family like I just mentioned whom you know maybe I haven't had the chance to catch up with in a while and it has been feeding my soul feeding my soul and I think you know as much as I was upset about not being able to travel abroad this year I've done it a lot the past few years, and I think I kind of needed it to just slow down a little bit, replenish the accounts, not gonna lie, (laughs) Um, but also just be home and visit the people here that I love for once, you know? So there's that. Also, I got a raise. Let's freaking go. I've only been my job for about four months, um, and... Honestly, I just wanted to talk to her about 
a promotion outline, you know, kind of next steps where I'm at and how much farther I need to go, you know, to get the promotion because growth in my company and in my position is really important to me. And we've been really busy, so, you know, it kind of got off track for a while. I was not accept, I mean, expecting to have this conversation with my boss and it turn into actually getting a raise, like, on the spot. But that's what happened. And so we move on. And honestly, this was kind of the catalyst in the topic of today's episode. Um, so I'll get into that a little bit after. But to finish off the updates, um, also, if you've been listening to my other episodes... My insurance is almost fixed, so hopefully therapy will be back soon. Um, yeah, it's probably been like two months now without, but honestly, I've been feeling like I can handle myself much, much better than I used to, which is a really good feeling. Um, I still think going to therapy, even when you're feeling, you know, fine, not your worst, is a great idea for consistency purposes, so I will be getting back to that (laughs) hopefully soon. Now for my recent favorites, the cashmere and lavender candle from Target I'm, is a consistent buy for me. Consistent. It is so warm and dreamy and cozy. Not too sweet. It's fresh. Uh, you have to check it out. <laughs> now also, for my curly hair girls, the Carol's Daughter Leave-In Conditioner, I have been living by. So I've been on my curly hair journey extra hard this year. I have been for the past few years after my hair broke off from bleaching it too much. Another story for another time. (laughs) But since the beginning of this year, I changed my hairstylist to actually curly hair specialized individual, changed my life, and I went through and literally purged my project products and started using ones that are really clean and good for my hair and also honestly just trial and error. What works for your hair? When you have curly hair, sometimes you just have to try them out. <laughs> um, so the Carol's Daughter, the, honestly the line in general, I found to work with me really well. And you can't see me right now, but I have my hair in these pigtails and I'm thriving. I love it. My hair has not been this long and healthy and curly in a few years. Uh, I'm having so much fun. I can finally do fun hairstyles again. <laughs> so maybe I'll talk more details about maintaining curly hair in a different episode. And now lastly... Oh, I actually have two more things that are my favorites this week. <laughs> so, lemon berry kombucha. Yo, if you have not tried this, it... I don't even know how to describe it, honestly. It's, like, better than a Gatorade, better than a Popsicle. It's just lemon berry. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like what it is. You have to try it. And then also, I know I've mentioned prologues by Mary Skinner, her podcast before, but she truly is just like on the same wavelength as me currently. Every one of her podcasts just hits home. I feel like we're on the same page in life, so if you can relate to my podcast or enjoy it, you're definitely gonna love hers, and it's something I continue to enjoy every week, so definitely give that a check. And now for the time you have all been waiting for, let's get into this week's topic. imposter syndrome and learning to accept your accomplishments is what we're going to be covering today and I know I'm not alone so buckle in I'm going to be giving some ways in which I've thought of myself and kind of disconnected from my accomplishments 
and then also some lessons from it and I did a little research to you know as I usually do <laughs> try to help myself understand why these feelings come up so I'm going to share a little bit of what I learned as well I want to say I feel like imposter syndrome kind of also depends on your personality as well I know some people who are just ridiculously in tune with themselves and also self-aware and confident to the point where you know they are ready and open to accept blessings and good changes and things like that i personally am still on that journey and so i've struggled with this and honestly as i was thinking back to give you some examples of when i've doubted myself i kind of realized i've done this for a while <laughs> and i like to think i'm getting better but the first one that came to mind was honestly just getting a full-time job out of college when applying for these jobs first of all felt super weird because even though it's an entry-level position there's all these skills and tasks and experience that they're looking for that you just like don't have if you don't have a full-time job yet you know right out of college but that's not the point you know no one's supposed to have a hundred percent of the skills that are on a job description that ideal candidate does not exist and they know that they're just trying to find you know the best mix of what they're looking for and honestly having confidence that <laughs> you can learn the skills as well is a huge one because skills can be taught um, personality and drive and confidence really can't and that's also something I've learned so the first full-time job was really a learning curve for me I mean especially when it came time to negotiate a promotion not even for the job I have now for my first job I was always downplaying myself um, but I'd find myself doing that even still with this job I was always downplaying myself and wondering like oh maybe you know maybe I don't shoot for this even even if that's like the normal range right now maybe I don't shoot for this um, because I lacked at XYZ or oh, I don't know this one time I, I missed this request or whatever silly little roadblock you have in your mind saying that you don't deserve that it's not real you know if your boss is willing to work on a promotion with you a promotion schedule or negotiate it then you deserve it always highball yourself um especially if you're negotiating because you know might not get what you initially ask for but there's no harm in shooting your shot guess what if they say no it's no go down to the next best so think about it then if you're lowballing yourself already and then they still want to negotiate one probably not the best boss besides the point though <laughs> two then you're already setting yourself up to get something even lower um and this can kind of translate into you know other things and, and accomplishments but why the heck do we always do this especially women i feel like um because my boyfriend was looking at me he's like what the heck like ask ask for that amount like why wouldn't you just try like aurora do you see what you do on a day-to-day -day basis a b c d do you see what you put up with how much you've grown and i'm like um yeah i guess like i don't know <laughs> it's so uncomfortable for me sometimes to connect with my accomplishments and what i'm doing and i want to fix that because i hold myself to a really high standard and i value my growth and my accomplishments on a healthy level i feel like and i want to be able to be in tune with that honestly i think i'd be a happier individual 
and also more confident in my role and when it comes to negotiating you know not even just promotions but maybe with the clients interactions i'd probably be more confident when i'm really in tune with all the efforts that i'm putting in my job not that i'm not but what i'm saying is like i think looking back on it i downplay myself a lot and i think it comes from fear one of them but i'll talk about that after so basically, we need to continue being our biggest hype man, believe in ourselves, confident in the work we're doing, and that'll further translate. So the next moment I wanted to talk about where I really doubted myself, honestly, it was just college, college in general. And I know most people are like, okay, yeah, obviously that's a big one. But really, I was, I was a good student. I loved school. I was good at school. It wasn't terribly hard for me. I enjoyed the challenge. I always succeeded at it, but the funny part is, even though I, you know, got scholarships or was in honor societies or clubs or whatever, I was always surprising myself. Like, literally, even though I got these accomplishments, I was always proving to myself time and time again my intelligence and, like, shocking myself. Like, oh my gosh, I did that research paper? Like, wait, I did really good on that presentation? What you're telling me I present well? As if I, you know, haven't been with myself for 20-something years already. <laughs> and it's just a silly little thing that our silly little minds do because, you know, we're worried about being maybe judged by others or if we're confident, it's going to be seen as cocky or, or oblivious or who knows what, who cares. I think, one, being able to accept compliments is really playing into this because a lot of times when people are like, oh, you really know what you're talking about or you seem so confident. And I'm like, really? <laughs> wow, okay, awesome. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> Instead, be like, yeah, I really do try. You know, I put a lot of practice into this. I did put a lot of work and time and effort into this and I want to do well. So I'm really glad that it's translating. Boom done then I probably would believe myself the next time I did it <laughs> you know whatever learning curve another moment I wanted to mention was actually when I used to have my own website and I actually really have never talked about this with many people um but in my first year of college when I studied abroad one of our projects for the end of the class <clears throat> was to create something to document our travels and so I wanted to create a website. I honestly had the best time. I also loved taking photos and this was like my Instagram era where I went like super hard with the whole aesthetic feed and whatever. You know how it is <laughs> 2017, 2018. Um, so I created my own website. It was a blog, blogging about my travels and like what I learned or maybe some specific experiences and I had it all decked out with like photos from traveling and maybe headshots of me and a little bio it was I had the best time creating it but I used to be kind of embarrassed like I shared it with my family obviously and on Facebook at the time I think and you know my teachers but as far as maybe new friends I met or friends I wasn't you know super close to just acquaintances I didn't really talk about it I loved it but I didn't really promote it outside of family and some social people and like why the heck not i spent so much time i was so proud of it um i don't have any more because i was paying <laughs> i was paying for the domain that way it could say sincerely aurora.com that's what it was called and now it's taken so i guess maybe i should have kept paying for that <laughs> but yeah that was a good time and i was really proud of it and i honestly wish i would have saved some screenshots from it or something because little did i know i was 
literally creating a website like with wix.com i think regardless i'm sad that little aurora was embarrassed to promote that more than she did and now lastly the podcast so to be totally honest i just jumped into this with a little bit of research and i feel like i'm waiting for a bomb to drop like it can't be this good (laughs) and i say that because i've gotten a lot of awesome feedback which has been really warming my heart and i'm trying my hardest to accept the compliments like i've been talking about um but i've gotten really great feedback and i continue to ask people like don't be afraid give me some criticism i want to make this the best that i can um i really want this to grow and you know this is a passion project for me so i'm taking it seriously but i feel like there's this impending like something's gonna go wrong something bad's gonna happen or i'm you know people are just telling me this because they're nice like ew why do why do we think like that why can't i just accept that you know maybe because i'm passionate about it and putting effort into it that it's good and people like my content i'm sure not everyone does so that's totally fine (laughs) but you know what i mean why why can't things be going good without thinking or worrying that something bad is gonna happen and so that brings us into the lessons of imposter syndrome and learning to accept your accomplishments so fear i think is a big one honestly because fear of failure (laughs) but failure is inevitable and i'm beginning to become more comfortable with failure and not knowing and there's a sort of freedom in that and being able to admit you know actually i don't know what the best thing to do in a situation is or i don't know the answer to that but i would love to learn is that when moving forward i can you know do better no more etc and that to me puts you miles ahead people who instead don't put don't pursue things or don't raise their hand or don't go for something because they're afraid of failure or they don't know something um and this is honestly really mature of me because a few years ago aurora probably would not think this way i was absolutely the kid in school too afraid to raise her hand even though i most definitely knew the answer just because of like the one percent i could be wrong <laughs> so silly but regardless i think for me that's what drives a lot of these thoughts um feel of failure so that's why i've been pushing myself to ask you know for criticisms but also really to learn how to accept the compliments and the blessings and the good things i.e the promotion moving out of the city somewhere where i'm gonna be like super happy not believing that oh something's just gonna go wrong like no this will work out it'll always work out like things always work out in my favor i put that type of energy out there i make the efforts that i need to to live the type of life that i want to live and it's going to work out exactly how it was meant to be and that's sort of a little mantra that I tell myself whenever I'm getting worried or doubting. So, now I did do a little research. Um, I know Psychology Today is probably not you know, the most credible source, but I found some really insightful things on there. So, I'm going to quote one. It says, People who struggle with imposter syndrome believe that they are undeserving of their achievements and the high esteem in which they are, in fact, generally held. They feel that they aren't as competent or intelligent as others might think, and that soon enough people will discover the truth about them. (laughs) Wait, that's literally what I was just talking about. I forgot I put this quote um, in my notes to mention, and yeah, 
that's basically what I just said, but on a more, you know, eloquent way. <laughs> so what do we think about that? Do you want to be yourself as someone that always downplays himself, that doesn't believe they're as intelligent that others may think, that, you know, think people are going to discover this horrible truth about you, that, you know, they really don't see you how you are? I'm going to assume your answer is probably no. <laughs> it's okay to have doubts. Everyone does. We're human with human feelings, and that unfortunately is just freaking one of them. But I think knowing this can help you make a conscious effort that when you're feeling these ways to maybe think, oh, that's so silly. Like, I am intelligent. I am smart. I do deserve this. I put in the effort for these things, you know? And the next one I found that really stuck with me was that personality traits largely drive imposter syndrome. Those who experience it struggle with self-efficacy, perfectionism, and neuroticism. Competitive environments can also lay the groundwork. For example, many people who go on to develop feelings of imposterism had faced intense pressure about academic achievement, um, maybe from their parents in childhood. And now this isn't blaming parents or anything at all. It's just simply trying to provide an explanation for why some of us may, you know, think this way. Now, me personally, I always had pressure. Um, honestly, really for myself, not as much for my parents, but in my academic achievement, I felt like it was a part of me. Like, I was known for being good in school, having good grades, even though, you know, I did extracurricular things, and so I held myself to that standard and also my self-worth. When I tell you I never got a B until my end of sophomore year of college... <laughs> That sounds so silly, but I, I didn't, and when I did, it was a really pivotal moment for me because I was like, wow, okay, um, this is new, but at the time, I was really growing and enjoying myself so much more. I was making so many new friends, joining clubs, and getting active on campus. I was like, you know what? A B is still great. Like, people shoot for Bs. Like, I can't, I don't want to be that person that's like, oh my god, I didn't get an A in all my classes. You know? <laughs> Probably don't sound like that. But regardless, that was a pivotal moment for me where I, you know, was trying to break those barriers and those, I guess, restraints on myself where I had to be perfect in school. And it was so freeing. Let me tell you, I'm. You can have both things. You can be great and intelligent and still get a B or C, etc. You know, you don't have to only get A's in order to be successful. Let me say that again. You don't have to get A's in order to be successful. <laughs> On a very, you know, simple note referring to college, but also it can be applied to other things too. I feel like this is a really good segue to talk about how perfectionism influences imposter syndrome. So, in some other little research that I did, I found another quote that I really liked that says, Imposter syndrome can be closely related to perfectionism, in which people feel pressure to perform at their absolute best 100% of the time, and when they don't, they feel incompetent and anxious. It's helpful, although difficult, for people to change the way they view perfection to combat imposter syndrome. Yep let that one sink in and I think a lot of athletes as well could probably relate to this um my boyfriend basically played sports all his life and so we talk about this a lot and I think it's true 
when we have this pressure to perform our absolute best all the time, we're obviously going to let ourselves down at some point. That's not realistic. That's not how humans work. Um, statistically speaking, that's very hard to achieve. So why would we hold ourselves to something that's not realistic? And it's going to create those feelings of imposter syndrome because eventually our gas is going to run out. It's going to become our normal. And we're going to be pushing and pushing all the time to be the absolute best. And then that's what we're going to fall short sometimes. And then we're going to feel total opposite, you know, incompetent and anxious. And I think having those ridiculously high standards for yourself is setting yourself up for lower lows, if that makes sense. Definitely not saying don't reach for the stars. I think you absolutely should strive. Reach your goals, do the things, you know, that you want to do that make you happy, that get you up in the morning, that honestly push you a little bit. But I'm saying also be real with yourself at the same time. Set realistic goals. They can be a little tough, but realistic. And then also when you achieve those things, because I know you will, be ready to accept that. Be open to it, that you put in effort and that it's okay. Enjoy it. Enjoy the wins because that's what life's all about. Why the heck are we here and doing all this work if we're not gonna enjoy in this sometimes? <laughs> now lastly, from the Harvard Business Review, I found this quote. <laughs> I've been reading a lot, clearly. Not actually, honestly, it only took me an hour, but regardless. The quote said, the answer to overcoming imposter syndrome is not to fix individuals, but to create an environment that fosters a variety of leadership styles and in which diverse racial, ethnic, and gender identities are seen as just as professional as the current model, which the author describes as usually Eurocentric, masculine, heteronormative. Now, this is getting into a much, much large topic that I'm not going to cover today, but I thought it was really, really important to include because diversity and variety of leadership styles and experiences are really going to help you with your imposter syndrome because then you know you're not just used to this one pigeonholed form of accomplishments and this is how things are done and if it doesn't turn out xyz then you're not successful or you don't deserve it and so i think it's really important to create an environment as the quote says that fosters all that diversity. And so I think it's important to keep in mind when you are looking, you know, at a new job or maybe a new team to join or clubs to join. Whatever those types of decisions you're making, I think it's really important to see who you're surrounding yourself with. And you don't have to be friends with people that think the same way as you. Honestly, it's really helpful to not. I think having different viewpoints and opinions um, is fun, helps you grow and learn. And another way to help overcome imposter syndrome is really to reflect on your concrete achievements. I mean, that's kind of what I accidentally did in doing this episode, and I think it helped a lot. It's also important to share your feelings around these achievements, maybe with a loved one or people that you care about. And another thing you can do for yourself is expect to make mistakes especially at the beginning of a new experience. It's helpful to maybe seek out mentor who has charted a similar path that you're following and can maybe 
you know, help you create a first few, you know, steps to take. So really looking back at your achievements, talking about them, gloat about them a little bit if you want, reflect on them, and also be real with yourself. Give yourself a little extra love, an extra hug, because we're gonna make mistakes, no one's perfect, and guess what? The world's not gonna end. It's gonna be alright. I promise you, I literally have made mistakes too, <laughs> all the time, so it's fine. We will live on. And I think that's how I want to end the episode today, guys. So oh, this was a good one. Definitely more lighthearted than last episode, which is also why I wanted to do this. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you so much again for all of you that continue to listen and follow me on this journey. I'm having so much fun. Please, please, please support me where you can and follow my podcast on Spotify, Apple, all streaming platforms. Hit that little bell button, you get a notification every time there's a new episode. I know I do that for the podcast that I follow and listen to, and it is super helpful to be reminded when the new episodes come out. Also, feel free to follow me on Instagram as well and TikTok. I post little snippets of my episodes on there. And lastly, I really, really, really want to do an episode where I'm giving some advice to people who are, you know, going through things or have questions or etc. And so don't forget, I do have an email account for this podcast. It's called loveyourspodcasts at gmail.com. I'll put it in the description episode description and so please i'd love to get those little interactive episodes so with that sending much love make sure you do something for yourself this week and i will see you all next week bye